When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome into this very special draft preview edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski. With me, as always, my partner James Naveau. And tonight we are talking to the lead prospect writer at McKean's Hockey. It's Ryan Wagman. I'm sure hockey Twitter fans are familiar with Ryan's work. You can follow him at R.A. Wagman. And Ryan, I know you're busy this time of year, so let's get right to it. Uh, from all reports, this draft seems like the sort of draft that can go really in any direction Aside, aside from Rasmus Dalin or Dalin, Dalin, what do we decide officially? Dalin? I think it's Dalin, yeah. All right, let's go with that. Aside from him being the consensus number one pick, everyone knows he's going first. Uh, the rest of the draft seems pretty much up in the air. I would, I, I would almost agree with you. I mean, I think uh, at this stage, we're fairly safe in saying that Andrei Svechnikov is going to go second. But uh, yeah, it, it gets pretty, pretty uh, funny pretty quick. Um, you know, for a long time, I, I would have said that Philip Zadina should be um, number in that top two, three. And in fact, I still think he should be, but uh, there's many, many rumors coming out there that that's not going to happen. Um, and, you know, there are a few scenarios where I'd say, okay, I kind of get it. A lot of the ones I'm hearing, I'm really not impressed with. Um, but it, could, it can go in a lot of different directions before Chicago gets on the board at number eight, that's for sure. Well, tell us what makes Dalin such a special prospect. What makes him the consensus number one overall pick? For our listeners that don't keep up with the prospects of the game or the World Junior Championships, what is it about Dalin that has everyone so excited? Um, you know, he's got everything. I mean, he, his first of all, you talk, you start with the skating and the puck skills. 
He is, uh, I think, in both of those categories, he's the best you're going to get in this draft. The best skater and the best puck skills. And by skater, I don't just refer to his speed, but he's very fast too, but his edge work, his ability to do these quick turns. You know, they say like in basketball, you know, you can do like a, a killer crossover, an ankle breaker. He's an ankle breaker. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll kind of shimmy somebody away on one point, and he'll get the other point, and then he'll kind of do a quick turn, and he'll, suddenly he'll have three defenders in his dust. And, uh, and, you know, he's got like a, fi a five on two at the, um, on the net. Um, he, he's a really, really special player with the puck. You know, he, he gets the puck into dangerous situations. And by dangerous, I mean dangerous for the other team all the time. Uh, you know, the things he has great vision to, to spot these opportunities and find ways to make them happen. It's really something to watch. Um, he reminds me in many ways of Drew Doughty. Right. So if we're looking at, you know, what makes him special, I mean, what makes Drew Doughty special? You know, it's both that he he's he moves like a much smaller person. He, he's got a, he's about six, two, six, three, 195 or so pounds right now. And I'm sure I'll get a bit bigger, but he moves like a faster, a smaller guy. Uh, he, he's just one of the better offensive defensemen you're going to find. But he's also good in his own zone. You know, he's good at getting the puck away from the other team, getting it back, moving the puck in the right direction. You know, he kind of fits that uh, possession-style game that uh, has taken over the NHL in the last few years. And um, and he's ready. The other thing is he's ready now. He's been playing in uh, high-level, men's-level hockey for, uh, is it two years or three years already? Uh, three years. or Well, no, two years. I'm sorry, two years um, in men's-level hockey. And he's still, you know, he just turned uh, 18 about two months ago. And, um, you know, there's nothing to prevent him from being good on the second pairing tomorrow and a first pairing number one blue liner by the 2019-20 season and for many, many years after that. Yeah, that's absolutely the kind of comps that we've been hearing about and all the footage that you see of him play. It's just it's mind-boggling how really talented he is. And it kind of leads me into this question. We were talking about kind of the way the first round of the draft could kind of start to go. And it seems like there is definitely a possibility that there could be a good run of blue liners that could start probably around that like fourth to fifth pick area. And I was curious, Ryan, for your perspective on this, because in your mock draft, you had Evan Bouchard going number six overall to the Detroit Red Wings. And he's a guy that I've looked at a little bit of film on as I've been kind of prepping for the draft. And I'm just, I've got this hope in my head that he kind of drops down to eight because I know the Blackhawks could always use more depth on the blue line and a guy that I think could potentially be NHL ready in one to two years. How are you looking at a guy like Evan Bouchard? Is he a guy that you think could make that kind of impact in one or two years? And do you think there is a chance that he could end up dropping to the Blackhawks at number eight? Um, so I guess yes and no. I, I think he's. I think he'll be ready to play in the NHL by 2019-20 as well. Um, possibly even this year. And he's already played three years of major junior hockey. Um, so he's one of those guys where they'll actually be able to, whoever drafts him will have the opportunity or the option of sending him to the AHL um, after this coming season. That said, I don't think he's going to need any time in the AHL. Uh, he's very well polished. He's a great mover of the puck. Um, you know, he, he sees the game very well. He's kind of, he's a natural quarterback in all senses, you know, even strength, penalty, uh, power play rather. Um, does a bit of everything. He's got good size. He's not as good a skater as Darlene or some of the other blue liners in that grouping, but he's a good skater. Uh, but he's, you know, he's got a great shot, uses it often, knows how to get it through the defense and onto the net and knows how to find teammates who are down low and in, in prime scoring areas. That said, I don't think he's going to be there at number eight for uh, for the Blackhawks. 
I think if they want to, they could get one of the defensemen there. But I something tells me that uh, Bouchard will not be on the board. Of course, if he is, he would definitely make a really good draft pick. Yeah, that that's kind of a bummer, man, because he's definitely a guy that I've kind of had my eye on ever since this uh, kind of prep process started. There are some other defensemen, though, that could potentially be available in that area. You have guys like Adam Boquist and Noah Dobson that could potentially be on the board at number eight if there isn't a big uh, kind of surge of defensive picks in that area. Which guy do you think, kind of from that blue line class, who do you think fits best with what the Blackhawks would need, which would be a guy who can kind of play two ways and also be ready within a year or two when this window of contention that they're currently in is still open? Um, well, we talked about Bouchard already. I'd probably also put Dobson in that uh, category. You know, he's not the, the the most dynamic of those players, but he's got everything. He's got kind of all the tools He's got the size. He's got the puck-moving ability. He's a very good skater. He's got great hockey IQ. He's a bit of a workhorse as well, just like Bouchard. He helped his team win the Memorial Cup uh, about three weeks ago. Um, you know, he, he is, uh, you know, he's a number one defenseman in waiting. He's just not the the one who's going to draw people out of their seats so often. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Quinn Hughes, but I'm positive that if uh, he's there at number six, the Red Wings take him uh, for a few reasons. Uh, but... Um, so I don't think he gets there. I think uh, Adam Boquist could be there. But I think at that stage, if, if say, uh, you know, in the mock that actually I just wrote a mock the other day for Roto World, if, as I foresee, uh, Bouchard, Hughes, and Dobson are all taken by eight, I would actually see Chicago going away from a defenseman and taking Oliver Wallstrom instead. Yeah, we saw that in your mock draft in the McKean's uh, draft preview. By the way, McKean'sHockey.com. Get your own. This is the best draft preview out there, the best you'll find for the NHL. We're talking to Ryan Wagman, read, lead prospect writer at McKean's Hockey. Again, McKean'sHockey.com. They have Oliver Wallstrom going to the Blackhawks. Tell us a little bit about Wallstrom and what Blackhawks fans might want to know about his game should that come true. He's a sniper. He scores a lot of goals. Um, you know, he's got a shot that is – he's almost – you know, he's he's really just about as good as Svechnikov and Zadina are – who are, you know, my number two and three and most people's two and three uh, in this draft. But um, the only thing that really separates him from those two right now is that he can sometimes show like a lack of effort. You know, he'll have a period or so where you kind of don't see him. But most of the, the rest of the time, and that's most of the time, he's dominant. You know, he gets himself into scoring opportunities and scoring like positions on the ice and he can finish and he finishes and he finishes and he finishes and he finishes. He's got a fantastic shot. He's a great, great, uh, he's got great puck skills. And in fact, he first came to prominence when he was, I think, nine years old uh, out in New England as um, he was on like um, the Boston Bruins home ice. He kind of did some uh, shootout trickery. You can still find it on YouTube. You can YouTube like Oliver Wallstrom, whether it's nine years old or eight years old, and see the things he was doing then. And he's still able to do that stuff, but now he's doing it against, you know, the best of his peers. Um, he's a fantastic hockey player. He's going to go to college next year. He decommitted from Harvard. He's going to go to, um, I forget which Boston school he just uh, committed to this time, but he'll only be there for a year. Um, he's going to be a big-time goal scorer. And uh, I think everybody can use a big-time goal scorer. For sure. You know, sometimes when you see the, the lack of effort uh, tag thrown on a prospect, and I, we saw this a little bit actually with Patrick Kane before he was drafted by the Blackhawks, is, yeah, sometimes he'll drift, sometimes he won't be interested and what you find out is sometimes these guys are so much better than their competition, they can almost get bored. Um, or they're, they're just not challenged, almost like a gifted student 
in a remedial class, like, okay, God, I know all of this stuff, so I'm not going to pay attention. Is that sort of the kind of thing we're talking about with Wallstrom as well? So when I've, I've seen a fair bit of, of Wallstrom, I live uh, just outside Chicago and I get to see the national team, you know, a fair bit, including both like at the under 18s and in league play. And what I see with him, and, you know, I don't say that that's, uh, that's every game of his, but it seems to me that's that first period where, usually, where he's usually a little quieter. And I get the impression after all these, you know, these months of watching him that it's kind of he's reading the competition for that first period. And then in that second period, in the third period, he's ready to strike. He knows where to go. He's figured out where their weaknesses are and he hits it. He just, you know, gives off a bit of a weird impression in that first period where you think, oh, that's not that special. And then you keep watching the game and say, oh, yeah, that's really good. Interesting. All right. Well, one guy, um, you know, we, we learned a little bit ago, the Hawks are have an eye on Brady Kachuk. And I know that it's probably unlikely that he'll fall to eight. But if he does, uh, and this is a guy a lot of our listeners are, are interested in, basically because of the pedigree, everyone knows Keith, everyone knows Matthew, and now Brady's the next in line. Uh, what kind of NHL player will Brady Kachuk be? And if he does fall to the Blackhawks at eight, do you see them taking him there? Um, he's basically, I mean, you, you mentioned the pedigree, his brother and his dad, and he, he's kind of the same, you know, he, that apple came from the same tree. Uh, you know, you know what a Felino is like on the ice, and you know what a Kachuk is like. He's a big, tough, ornery, but really good hands, uh, really good in the cycle, really able, you know, able to kind of spot teammates and get get the puck moving in the offensive zone, uh, creates a lot of plays, fun player to watch. I think he's slightly more advanced than his brother was at the same stage. He's ready for the NHL. I don't know if he's, you know, he has mentioned in the past, I've heard both that he's going to go back for another year to school and that he'll let his NHL team decide. But if he wants to play in the NHL now and his, his team wants him to, he's ready. Uh, that said, yeah, I don't really see him lasting past four. Uh, you know, whether he goes third or fourth, I think he's going to be long gone by the time the Blackhawks are, are ready to choose their pick. Sorry to burst your bubble like that, Jay. I know you've been very uh, adamant about wanting the Blackhawks to potentially take him. Um, I, I was loving in your uh, mock draft, you mentioned that teams should absolutely unequivocally never take a goaltender in the first round of the NHL draft ever. So, I have to put you on the spot and I have to ask where do you feel comfortable in this year's draft class in particular, potentially taking a goaltender and who are some of the top guys that are going to go off the board and be some of the first net minders chosen. So this year's draft is not a very, you know, I would in, in good goalies, I'd say sure. Second round is fine this year. I don't see that. Um, somebody probably will go in the second round because it just, it's inevitable, but I just don't see the value there. Uh, the risk is too high. So some of the goalies, though, who I would start to look at in the, in the third round, um, there's a couple of guys from, from the Czech Republic. Uh, there's uh, Lukas Dostal and um, Jakub Skarek. I'm probably mispronouncing both their names. But they're, they've both played at a high level for a while. Uh, Skarek's been playing in senior hockey, and he's even played in the World Juniors for two years already. Um, there's a couple of goalies in Canada. Olivier Rodrigue, not as big, but he's had better results. Uh, he's in Drummondville. Alexis Gravel from Halifax. Um, he's struggled a bit, but he's got a lot of tools. So he's a bit of a project, but he's got kind of, you know, he's the package you you like to see. Um, and I'd also, I guess, mention two guys who had really good tournaments at the under-18s a few weeks ago. Uh, Olaf Lindbom of Sweden and um, Justus Anunen from Finland. Uh, both of them are also, um, you know, they've they've done the work at kind of a, a big-time, uh, you know, big-time competition. Um, they withstand pressure. They show good technique. They have kind of a lot of tools. But, you know, goalies are, are like a friend of mine says a lot, goalies are voodoo. 
You know, so that, that's part of the reason why I don't like taking goalies in the first round. They flame out at a very high rate, and a lot of the best ones in the NHL end up being guys who were late-round picks or, uh, you know, never even drafted. I, for me, if I run a team, I'm taking a goalie almost every year in the sixth or seventh round, and one of them will shake out. Well, Ryan, very much appreciate you joining us on the podcast tonight. I know it's a busy time of year. Great analysis. Uh, draft this Friday. We can't wait to see what happens. There's always a lot of trades. There's always a lot of transactions, lots of rumors. The draft is one of the most exciting nights on a hockey calendar. Thanks for making us smarter hockey fans. Ryan Wagman from McKean's Hockey. Make sure you go to McKean'sHockey.com and pick up your McKean's 2018 NHL Draft Guide. Worth every penny. And follow Ryan Wagman on Twitter at R-A-Wagman. That's W-A-G-M-A-N. Ryan, thanks a lot for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. What's it doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system. In the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.